What's going on, boys and girls? We have a terrific episode of Two White Lights for you today. We had on the program the current point leader in the USAPL Pro Series and the highest dots in the USAPL amongst female lifters. Natalie Richards came on the program and gave us a fantastic interview. Long time coming. We wanted Natalie on for a while now. Um, actually, probably ever since Carolina Primetime and Finally got on the program. It's just a Natalie and Angelo podcast. Unfortunately, no Steve Denovi today, but she gave us a really good episode. Uh, talked about her rise in the rankings, her uh, success in a very young career. She is only a junior lifter and, um, you know, got herself to a 561 dots. Talked about that. Talked about what her biggest change was to get herself to be a good lifter to a great lifter. Talked a lot about her coaching. Um, we talk about the pro series, what she likes about it, what she doesn't like about it, and also if there's ever a possibility she goes to Powerlifting America to compete on the world's level. She's got Joyna Amani in the 57 kilo weight class, who is the queen of that weight class. So talked a little bit about that. Uh, talked about IPF Worlds in in the middle there. Her prepping for USAPL Raw Nationals that is coming up very soon. Uh, we also went into a very good discussion about her least favorite trend in powerlifting. Uh, put the earmuffs on Weez and other clout lifters out there. Not calling Weez a clout lifter or anything, but uh, it was included, kind of. You're just going to have to listen and find out. And also, we have our lifter rating at the end. She gives her own lifter rating. A fantastic interview. And without further ado, here it is. Two white lights. Oh baby, I like it raw. Yeah, baby, I like it raw. Oh baby, I like it raw. Yeah, baby, I like it raw. Shimmy, shimmy, y'all, shimmy, yeah, shimmy, yeah. Give me the mic so I can take her away. Off on the natural charge, bone for yards. Yeah, from the home of the Dodger Brooklyn squad. And as promised, we got with us today the current leader tied for points with Sam Calhoun and going into her first Nationals meet in about six weeks is Natalie Richards. How are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm very happy you're on the show. This is an interview that's been uh, requested a lot and also an interview that I want to do. Unfortunately, Steve's not here, but... um, this is something that we both wanted for a long time. Um, the current highest dots in the USAPL too, and I've up there up there with some of the best in the world. It's crazy. Yeah, how <laughs> I'm just happy to be on here. <laughs> well, thank you, and thank you for coming on. But I want to start there. No nationals meets under your belt. You have the highest dots. You're 22 years old, correct? Uh, 23. Okay. Well, thanks, Open Power. I think for not updating that. <laughs> you are 23 years old, so you're still in the junior. How do you describe your rise in powerlifting? Like, it's super fast success, super quick, and it's not just success. You are up there with some of the best female lifters in the world. Like, is it is it nonchalant to you? Is it every day at the office for you or every other day at the office for you? Because it's not that common. Um, it honestly, uh, never feels like that. Like, I don't think like, wow, 
I can go to worlds and nationals and do this and this. Like, this feels like another day, like training at the gym, just trying to get better. Cause I'm never always focused on like the ratings or rankings, okay. but just trying to be like the highest I can. So I don't really think about that that much until like after the fact or after a meet when I do like a recap with my coaches, mm-hmm. but day to day, I don't think like dots. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I mean just your total alone. Cause you're at the, um, at the 60 kilo weight class you are, or the 57 kilo weight class, my mistake. Uh, your, your total is steadily improving, but also there's something here in open powerlifting. So it seemed like from 20, yeah, it looks like from 2020, a meet you did, and then six months, something clicked. Went up from a 463 dots, which is still fantastic. 463 dots is a great dots, up to 512 for the South Carolina State Championship. Was there something within that prep or something that you did to get you at that level, or was it just like, boom, we're we're getting older, <laughs> we're getting stronger, we're just getting a little bit more poised in competition? I believe 2020, uh, that summer before I went and competed at South Carolina state championships was the year I hired powerlifting coaches. Uh-huh. <laughs> so that is why, <laughs> that is why there's a correlation with increased numbers. Um, beforehand I had my friend coach me and like introduced me to powerlifting. Mm-hmm. So that's how I kind of got into it. I just squatted crazily, pulled what I could, <laughs> benched what I could, uh, <laughs> pretty cringy. And then I got, um, or I asked Holly and John, who are the founders of Anchor Powerlifting, to mm-hmm. coach me, and they accepted me. And then from there, two years later, still rolling. Yeah, um, I and really, because if you really take even your first meet, it wasn't a bad meet. Four ten dots. It seemed like you're just strong. You just had a <laughs> you just had an idea on how to lift weights, and you were able to progress from there. But yeah, when you really yeah take a look at your competition history. Uh, really, you only see first place up until Virginia Pro, which you had, they have you at second. I thought you had the best dots at Virginia Pro. Wait, I did. I don't know why it says second. <laughs> yeah, that's, wait, was it because of the, uh, the male-female thing? No, you were, the, that's... But then I was fifth overall, so I don't yeah, know why it would be second. Overall. It's yeah, supposed to be hell? first. <laughs> well, they have my accurate one on there. I'm ninth, or I'm, and then they have me at eighth. I have no idea. Okay, never mind. I don't, I couldn't tell you. I don't know. <laughs> Damn it, open powerlifting, but... get on top of that. You're messing they up. They had research. me, uh, I think, like a few weeks ago. They had me on open powerlifting as competing as like an 84 back in 2012, and I was like, "Are you in middle school in 2012?" <laughs> that's probably because, so, yeah. So that's probably because um, they. So when they have the same name, there's listeners. they merge. Yeah, because yeah. One, one time with I think it was um, Justin Rogers, he messaged me like, "Yo, what's going on?" And also I was like, "Justin, you realize I don't run open powerlifting? Like I don't." <laughs> I don't know. It's like, news to me. I'm like, I can't help you, dude. I'm like, you have to email them. I'm like, but I'm like, Justin Rogers sounds like a pretty common name. So that's probably why. Cause he's like, dude, it has me under of a single ply meet and I never looked at single ply in my life. And yeah, that's well, probably the answer for it. But it's, yeah, it get, I feel like it gets merged all the time. And there's like Natalie Richards, Natalie yeah. Richard, Natalie Richard's son. There's like five of us. <laughs> well, yeah. So. Cause I'm, well, yeah. Luckily I have a name like Angela Fortino where I can't. Unless yeah. I would know the other Angela Fortino, definitely. You would know. I would know him. <laughs> like, we would be either cousins or best friends because, like, how can't you be? If, if you find another Angela <laughs> Fortino in this world, you got to be friends Fair with him. Jim. <laughs> you're right. You're right. So when you talk about coaching, though, and getting that transition from, you know, not getting coaching, 
what was the difference that you get? Was it just everything you would assume programming technique wise, or was it something else? It has been, uh, quite a lot, basically, uh, especially with my deadlift, they changed just a ton. Mm-hmm. And after we kind of like just got things working. Cause I originally, my first meet, I pulled conventional. Mm. I know terrible. I've <laughs> since then switched to the true form of sumo. Yes. The real powerlifting form, <laughs> but, uh, they definitely changed my tech with like literally everything. Uh, I learned how to get a powerlifting arch, um, oh. squat, uh, has been a work in progress, still tweaking a lot of things on squat, but they kind of just helped me with my technique and then introduced me to more of like specific powerlifting program, not necessarily like a body, like a body, like just getting pumps in every day, like a structured, yeah. like hypertrophy block, strength block, then a specific peaking block. And that has definitely been like crucial over the past few years. Yeah. I, it's always good to see that too. And especially from, uh, from my own experience, like that's what is the biggest change for me in my powerlifting career was getting coaching. Like the coaching aspect has, mm-hmm. I mean, it's a very similar change though, and and dots too. Like from what I see with you for four fifty three to five twelve, it was very similar to me. It was like five hundred to like five twenty eight, just with coaching, with me being one right. prep as a coach. So, um, and I think you did it the right way too. Start off young, and then kind of tried to figure out stuff for your own, and then got the coaching there to really uh, propel you into the upper echelon from uh, powerlifting. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely been like a good pace. Um, just like taking things like meat by meat and having like six months in between meets to figure things out. Cause I can never be a person to like do a meet, turn around, do a meet, turn around, do a meet. Like I need that time to work on my form, recover and get stronger. Yeah. And I see that too. I mean, that's a very wise way of competing, but I'm going to ask you based on your competition history, what meat are you most proud of? Hmm, that is a tough one between Carolina primetime, which uh, I believe was last summer, and then mm-hmm. the Virginia Pro, which was last December. Yeah, that's pretty much uh, the two that. I those was are the only about. two, yeah. really. <laughs> well, no, I mean, not the only, because the South Carolina, so the South Carolina State Championship is where I think I got uh, wind of you. Um, cause I mean, oh, yeah. with the, with the, with the numbers you put up, I'm like, damn, like those are some real, real legit numbers. Um, I think same thing with Celine Crum. Like it was like both of you kind of yes. combined into that meet. I'm like, like one, there's some strong ass people in Carolina. And then two, I like was looking like if they, you know, continue with this trajectory, they're going to be not only some of the best junior lifters, which you both were and are actually, but open lifters as well. Um, but Carolina Primetime, Virginia Pro, those were, I mean, those are world-class performances. Um, those were definitely the performances where I feel like I got it together. Uh, nine for nine at prime time and nine for nine at the pro. And that's like the end goal. Like any goal going into a meet, I just want to go nine for nine. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I got, I got it together. <laughs> Whether it's like stress, panic of having to have like a competition. Um, but Mm, I feel like I'm going to go towards the pro as being what I'm most proud of because uh, I was the first uh, or number one female pro then. Uh, Sam has tied me with points now. Um, and then it was just like just a cool experience. First pro meet ever. You had to go against like 
freaking Ray Williams, a legend in the sport. You get to go against Ashton Bruska, uh, who was like a cyborg. You get to go against like Austin Perkins. Like it's crazy. Mm-hmm. I, I think just being at that like second level, like getting to see all those people and compete against them and actually like place was what I'm most proud of. Yeah, that was a meet like where it was just such a star-studded cast in the back there that I think just the experience alone, even if you had a bad meet, like on my end, like it wasn't a great meet for us, but I'm like, yeah, I don't regret doing it. It was just no, amazing yeah. seeing everyone like warm up at once and then compete at once. Um, that experience, but I got to say Carolina primetime because I was commentating that one. Carolina primetime yeah. should have been your breakout meet, and it wasn't. I think you were just a victim of circumstance. <laughs> There's nationals the next week. What exactly. was I to do? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, like, that's what we were thinking. Like, that's what me and Steve were talking about. And we couldn't even get a podcast out quick enough to talk about the Carolina primetime because that was a meet that was worthy of a recap show. And we didn't get to because yeah. I was in Carolina and then I flew out to Daytona and Steve was uh, the same thing with, like, all over the right. place travel. And we had to focus on his athletes and then my, you know, competition too. But that mm-hmm. me to me was the one that stuck out. Like this one should have been your breakout performance. And, you know, nationals happens next week where it's all the lifters in the world competing at once. And you're, you, you know, you're and powerlifting. We have such a bad recency bias that if it's not like immediate, we forget <laughs> yeah. about it. Like if we, like if it's in like, that is that like Carolina primetime was like the threshold. Like, if we ever want to judge how quickly people forget about things in powerlifting, it's, like, exactly five <laughs> days. It's exactly five days. <laughs> so true. Even, like, Brandon Petrie was there. Andre was there. Celine uh, was yeah, there. Serene. It was a huge meet. And it was great production by Marshall and Meg. Like, that was pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that was, was, like. That was, I mean, a, a one, you know, best local meet, two white lights award uh, this this year. So, uh, or this past year, um, it's definitely going to be in the running for the following year. But yeah, to me, that was such a huge breakout performance there. And then Virginia Pro was just—I think that was what other people saw as your breakout meet. Um, I mean, hell, just take two breakout meets. Might as well. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take two good meets. Yeah, and then I mean, going off your performance, Virginia Pro. I'm not going to really ask you to break it down. It was a perfect meet, um, but I-, I would focus more so on the aftermath of it. 561 dots. Do you ever feel like you're not compared fairly to the other best female lifters in the world? Because uh, this can be completely on your perspective. Because mm-hmm. for me, I'm looking at it like, all right, people love talking about Laya. Deserved. Amanda Lawrence deserved. Heather Connor deserved. Now mm-hmm. Turbo Tiff. But it's like, Natalie's up there with some of those best as far as formula goes. Do you ever just think about that? Uh, sometimes, but never in like a negative context because like I am brand, like, I guess I'm more brand new to the sport because I've broken out like last year, mm-hmm. like, you know, Amanda Lawrence has like 80,000 followers on Instagram. Yeah. Like she's been here for a while. She's well known. Heather is well known. Um, and just like the, I feel like the longer that you've been in the game, the more national titles you have, the more people are going to talk about you, whether there are newer breakout stars or like different people coming into the game. I think the people who are already established get that priority, which is fine. And I respect that. So then let me ask, that's that's a great response by the way, but then you're going into nationals for your first time, first time in your career doing nationals. What's going to be the mindset at that meet? 
Oh, because you got you got a, yeah, you got a two. You got a two. You have a kind of like a two-headed monster. Your weight class, and then with the best overall. That's not common, by the way. You're in special category when you get to, when you get to go to nationals and worry about best overall lifter. That is a luxury, like three lifters have, legit three in the USAPL. So, like, is it something that's like we're just going to put the number that we need, and then you know, best overall lifter is going to sort itself out, or is there like just a number like we are hitting this number because it's going to put us in good position for best overall, but also you know, wipe the weight class clean. Right. Um, I think that that's something I still need to go over with, uh, my coaches as far as like goals and priority goes, uh, at the end of the day, I just, I think those are, if I could get a national title, I think I could also get the best overall female. Cause it's going to have to be close either way, mm-hmm. because there's, uh, Jessica in the 47s, who's going to put up an insane dot score. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a crap ton of people in the 60 <laughs> kilo class that are going to put up a crazy total. Um, not to mention 67 is a half. So I feel like if I can just go nine for nine and push myself like as hard as I can, I could just try to swing both. Mm-hmm. That's kind of my goal. Just hope for the best, I guess. Yeah, I, guess, I mean, we are super early into like the whole nationals thing, but I don't know. I, a question that I'm, I'm curious about from certain lifters. So say you're in a weight class battle and you have to pull mm-hmm. for the win and it's something like seven kilos under what you normally could pull. It's like, okay, this will wrap up the win for me. Do you mm-hmm. take it or take that seven and a half kilo jump that'll put you in position to win best overall lifter? Hmm. Gotta have more context. Did the second did the second move well? The second move yeah, well, okay. I would go for it. I would go for it. Okay. <laughs> because you're there. What's the point of not trying? Yeah. For, I know. And then that's that's like because for me, it's like, dude, I'm taking that conservative pull. Like, <laughs> like where it's like we don't have any gear. Because I mean, like, it occasionally happens at times where people are like, you should have went for the all like the all-time world record pull. I'm like, no, I wanted to place. <laughs> like, no, I wanted to take the conservative thing on my third because that's right. that the name of the game. Uh, the name of the game is, like, winning and getting into podium and trying to, like, beat your other competitors. Like, all-time, right. all-time world record is so unofficial, so you don't know. But in your case, it's, it's, it's a unique one because you do have to worry about best overall lifter and not just your weight class. That's definitely going to be something that uh, I need to focus on then, going, mm-hmm. <laughs> going into the meet and kind of strategize with. Because I honestly haven't thought about it that much or analyzed the whole female dot scores. Mm-hmm. I'll just have to think about that going in. Yeah, it's going to definitely add a different dynamic to Nationals competition because we have the Pro Series now in the USAPL. Yeah. So I think a lot of lifters are going to have to think about that, um, especially if they're trying to get into the whole like the grand finale, which is going to be the Arnold. Um, and then, right. you know, then that's where you get to battle people, you know, head to head, it'll be a rematch of you and Sam Calhoun. And then you might get some other lifters, you know, thrown in the mix there, but we are going to get back to Natalie Richards shortly. But before we get into the rest of our interview, got to talk to you guys about Leflar Bros. Ladies and gentlemen, Leflar Bros is the best apparel company in powerlifting. And if you don't believe me, go to their Instagram page and check out everything that they are dropping. They consistently come out with new drops that look incredible. I am just running out of great things to say about Left Love Rose. Every single drop is fresh. It's dope. You look good in the gym, outside of the gym, on the platform, off the platform. They make you look good. 
There's no other way of describing it, and you can use promo code 2WL15 to save yourself some money. The best powerlifting merchandise brand has the best powerlifting discount code. 2WL15, save yourself some money, and they're going to make you look good head to toe. They got the dad hats. They got some beanies. They got some tanks, some shirts, some crewnecks. They also got joggers. They got socks. They make you look amazing. The Leffler Bros family is growing. A lot of athletes being signed on. They're getting involved in meets. You got to love a company that gives back to the sport of powerlifting. Use that promo code 2WL15 to save yourself some money. Make sure you're going to leftlarbros.com and definitely shoot them a follow on Instagram. And also, subscribe on their new YouTube channel as well. We're going to have a lot of Two White Lights content potentially coming up soon on that channel as well. So, Bros, a company that you're going to have to get on and follow and make sure you see the work and the rise. And now, here's more Natalie Richards. Let's talk about the Pro Series. How are you feeling about the Pro Series? Because we got off to a really hot start with Virginia Pro. And like I said, recency bias in powerlifting. We start to get, you know, the Arnold in there, but then, you know, we don't see a whole lot from it. What is your uh, thoughts Mm -hmm. on how the Pro Series has shaped out for about, I don't know, like five months now? Five-ish months, yeah. Ah. What I would ideally like to see from USIPL Pro Series is like three to four meets max a year, uh, high payout, not necessarily what Virginia Pro did because that was insane and that's, you know, someone's personal like funding for that meet, not necessarily sponsors. Mm -hmm. Um, But three to four meets a year, reasonable payout, nothing like insane. Um, And then I do like the structure of having the Arnolds as like the the Grand Prix. Is that what they're calling it? I think the they're end just, goal. Yeah, I think they're going. I mean, it was always called the Grand Prix, but I think they're just taking oh, the okay. Grand Prix and making it the like the championship Grand. of of oh, okay. like the Pro Series. Which I like the name. I've always loved the name Grand Prix. <laughs> I do like that. I like that it's the end goal after nationals. I like that you can build up to nationals. Maybe do like one or two meets, depending on what your points are at, and then go into the Grand Prix and have that be like the end all. Like, that's pretty sick. I feel like from a viewer point of view, like, people will want to watch that, tune yeah. into that for these, like, uh, storylines, um, for the money, for the battles. Like, that's pretty sick. Yeah. And I like how um, there there aren't weight class. right? Are they gonna do, they're not going to do weight classes at all for the Grand Prix, are they? Well, I mean, I think you, so you still have to declare yourself for a weight class. Oh, you know, see, so see, you see. could come in lighter, you could come in heavier, but you would have to, I think, declare yourself as a, say, like a 67 and a half kilo after if you decide to oh, okay. walk in at like 62 kilos or something. But that's fine. Yeah. Like, it's still the end. The end goal is just to have the highest dots, period. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is pretty sick. Like, I love that. I like that so much more than weight classes because I feel like you can compare it, whether people like dots mm-hmm. or IPF points or whatever system it is, I just like the comparison, even though in the warmth room, it's kind of chaotic. Cause I'm like, what the hell, who's going to pull this? Where are their dots going to be? I'm doing like my calculator, got my glasses on yeah, trying to figure math, out what people are doing. It makes the math <laughs> so much more difficult for best overall it, stuff as opposed to the weight. Yes. Cause I'm the opposite. I like weight class battles more than best overall. Really? Only because I just, there's a reason why there's weight classes in powerlifting. And to me, like the best overall stuff is like, it, it kind of gets diluted. I think there's a time and place for it. I think with the, what the USAPL doing with the Pro Series, it makes sense. But I don't want right. it to turn into a thing like everything's based off a of formula because then you get untested meets, and untested meets turn into 
the weight cut battles as opposed to the weight lifting battles. Yeah, and then also it just turns true. into like, okay, if you're uh, super heavyweight, you don't have much of a shot here. Like, uh, I don't know. I, like, I've, Ray I've Williams, always, I guess. Let's use yeah. him as an example. He had like what? How, not how many? 90 GL points yeah. in the pro? Well, I mean, the certain formulas benefit. <laughs> like, Jesus is actually, could, like, so if Jesus decides to flip over to pro series, his dot score is actually up there. Like, he can start challenging people for dots because it's better than IPF points. Because IPF points is screwed mm, okay. super heavyweights. I still, I still think I have a better dots or IPF score than Jesus. And that's... I think you do. Yeah, that's ridiculous, because he just almost had the best feats <laughs> in powerlifting just now. Yeah. So, like, Wilkes and Dots... Like, Ray like Willi- last week. Yeah. Yeah, and Ray, Ray Williams, I think, won best overall lifter with Wilkes so at, at certain oh. points uh, in his powerlifting career. So, that's, but that's the thing, though. So then it's you get all these Dots and formulas and all this, like, different stuff. That's why I, I like now. the simplicity of weight class battles. And there's more to that watch. That is true. And you get to focus on total... Um, but I think there's a time and place for it. So, like, you're, you're saying, like, at the Grand Prix or the Virginia Pro, that's something that um, that works. So then may- maybe then for, like, the Pro Series, not necessarily heavy focused on weight classes, but nationals, like, meets like that, where there are weight class battles, like, really focused, keep the weight classes, like, never, like, we're never going to throw them out, but, you yeah. know really put the focus on them. That would be cool. Yeah, and, they, and, they're, and they're doing that because I think you have to win your weight class in order to get your pro points, and um, and that, that adds right. yeah that adds to the pro series. So it's good they're making weight classes uh, a priority, and I think with Steve Novi's idea where the Arnold turns into where you invite the top two or three in each weight class to still compete mm. against each other again, and then you get a payout from winning your weight class, that could work as well. That would be insane. That would be a great meet. That would be a fantastic yeah, meet because it would be like watching nationals just with the top three lifters. Yeah, and that's insane. Yeah, and then you could do it but in different flights too. The hard part is is that uh, at nationals, there's going to be so many battles per weight class. Like the top, I would say, six out of most weight classes are going to be a toss-up. Ex- like there are just so many people. Exactly. So that's where the pull for the win scenarios become – like that's what makes nationals all the more important because third actually means I'd something. I'd like to change my answer from my previous statement. <laughs> did I, yeah, did I just, did I just uh, convince you otherwise? Nice. That usually Guys. doesn't happen. I usually don't win arguments on the uh, on, on two white lights. <laughs> but uh, so, I mean, but with the whole pro series, as I mean, as a whole, our, our, I think it was all of us like – kind of thing like, okay, we're going to just see how we like it, you know? Like, mm-hmm. how how are you liking it so far? Uh, so far, um, I do really like it, and I really want them to keep pursuing this, mm-hmm. especially uh, with all the drama and fallout with IPF. I feel like this is, like, a really cool replacement, like, like a goal. Like, you want to get your pro card. Like, this is, like, serious. Uh, like, there's payout, you're a serious lifter, not like, um, I don't know what the word is for, but you're striving towards a, a bigger goal. Mm-hmm. And I like that having outside of maybe like people wouldn't necessarily strive towards worlds or they would not see the benefit of worlds, whether it's too expensive or um, they know they wouldn't win mm-hmm. or they just want to do something else. I feel like this is a good outlet for that. Yeah. Like the pro series. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Is there anything you would change with it or? Uh, I, I need some like clarity from the whole like points structure system. Cause sometimes I'll see like the points and I'm like, who, how did they get these points? And yeah. I'll have to read through I like have, five, I, five emails of the I have, USAPL. I have Steve explaining that to me. 
Uh, because well, I don't Steve focus. can't explain it to everyone. <laughs> we need well, answers. <laughs> well, I think, I mean, really, I think if they get more, like, because I, I, I think the one thing that's been kind of like we're seeing so far is just lack of hype for the Pro Series yeah. on social media. And it's like, yeah. tell people how those people got points and on a social media post because yes. we're not going to read. Th- fans are tuning into social media and the lifters. Like, mm-hmm. again, we're not reading through the emails. Like, that's something that we just don't do anymore as far as this generation goes. Like, if we see a long email, nope. we're like, no, we're not reading all that. So creating more of a hype for the Pro Series has been, I think, a, a thing that we want to talk about. And also, like, when we see the other side of it with Powerlifting America, like, they're hyping up their top lifters. Like, they're doing actually a really good job right. on social media of doing that. It's like, all right, so, you know, you see that. This is competition. You you know, start to talk about the pro series a little bit more. You get a little updates on the points. How are people getting them? Mm-hmm. Um, because really, yeah, I guess uh, Steve is kind of breaking it down for me. And then like my coach does too, as far as pro points go. And yeah, like that's. Uh, it's just like not uh, like clear enough mm-hmm. or for the average consumer to like follow along with at home. But for the hype wise, like Saber for the pro hype that crap up for like six months. Mm-hmm. Like every week he was posting about it. He was like, I don't know, putting images together and fire. Yeah. A lot of videos, fire, a lot of flames. Uh, <laughs> lot of flames. Um, I actually think the frequency, I think the frequency on Virginia pro is a little bit too much. We needed more explosions. And yeah. oh, yeah, I don't think needed... you understand. <laughs> yeah. There wasn't enough fire in the, uh, the promo, the promo videos, but at least there were promo videos. Yeah. I, I, know, I like agree. nothing for the Arnolds. Like it's a good point. I mean, that was what we were doing. That's what we we're talking about in two white lights. Like we don't think this has been hyped enough. And the Arnold is something that we really like. Like that's a always, yeah. it's always a meet that people looked forward to. And we're seeing the same thing kind of with Vegas where it's like, you know, we do our graphics. We do the hype up our own, but like, mm-hmm. you know, it's one of like, just two dudes doing it. And <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard to re- like, we don't have the department, you know, like, <laughs> we don't have like the actual like this is not what we would like it to be but there's not the full-time thing that we do yeah. it's like it would be good like what the ipf is doing where they're they're just um, they're just posting a simple graphic about the uh the battles that are coming in you know the weight classes yeah i guess i don't know i just need like more hype more like a breakdown if they could just do like a breakdown of like when people are going the points up at grabs and what could happen that would be perfect and like a few fire emojis and call it a day like that is fine or i mean you could be two white lights we we make fun of the fire emojis or like the no the fire not the fire emojis but the fire graphics a little bit but also we we love splatter graphics on two white lights that's uh because leflar yeah. cb leflar does all of our graphics and he's like i love splatter graphics it's like there's a, go. there's going to be a splatter <laughs> at least once thrown into each of our graphics and I'm like all right so I guess that's our fire graphic um, and explosion <laughs> just graphic splatter instead. yeah just splatters yeah like blood splatters and I'm like I don't know why it is that Fun. but it, it looks it looks solid um, yeah I, I mean I agree and also like what we're talking about with uh, I think Steve has been on this I, we might have bought up in two white lights um, from my perspective the pro series is like we need to only have three three pro events. Yes, I agree. Because right now we're looking at it. There's like seven or five, five or seven, which we can't. No, it's just Ooh. the timing. The timing yearly doesn't even make sense for that. Because ideally, you're not going to compete in seven meets a year or to get to the Grand Prix or I call it. 
you're going to do like two or three to get your points. Yeah. You need a hundred, I think, to enter into the Grand Prix. If you're a person who places like sixth, and you, I don't know what the points are, if you get like 30 points, are you going to do three more meets or four more meets in a year to get to the Grand Prix? Yeah. And, and if so, it's not going to be good. Well, on top of that, it's just what we're, it's like, it's completely calendar based. Like for a lot of these lifters, like if we, it's like if you're a USAPL lifter, you are doing nationals. You're doing it. Yeah. So a lot of these mm-hmm. pro meets are close to nationals that, like, I think the Dallas one's like a week after nationals and it's like okay no one's gonna do that one like you guys like no one will do that meet because it's so close and then that that applies for like things that are a month before nationals too like no one's gonna do a pro meet month before nationals because it just doesn't really help or it's not really good for competition i think i do like the um competing with a purpose and actually having to do multiple meets a year i do like that like mm-hmm. certain lifters like you know, get by on doing one or two meets a year, which is fine. That's so right. that's that's fine. But I would like to see being I would like to see consistent lifters who can pre- compete more frequently get rewarded because that to me is mm-hmm. a sportsman. That's what athletes yeah. have to do. They have to perform consistently in order for them to get any sort of notoriety or an award or get their wins. You have to be consistent in any sport that you do. Um, I like that aspect, mm-hmm. but the amount of pro events that we're seeing, we're like, whoa. It's a lot. It's just so many. And then, uh, now, correct me if I'm wrong, because I don't know how the funding for the pro meets goes, but isn't aren't isn't USAPL funding these pro meets to an extent? I believe so. Or is it all? I believe so. Yes. I mean, that's... Right, so they are. Yeah, that's not going to be a two white lights answer, though, because, again... Okay. Like... Maybe Steve will know, but me more so he's into logistics of like the the organization of the pro series, but like the payout part, like I know sponsors have something to do with it. Like that was always the case with the Arnold sponsors had to do with it. And the USAPL had a bunch of free money to work with or a bunch of money to work with after they split from the IPF. So that's why I thought, yeah, cause I don't know if it's completely on them to, uh, maybe it's not. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. think it is, I but... honestly don't know. But either way, like seven or eight meets is just a ton of meets for this new, brand new series. This will be like the first full calendar year of them doing it. Seven just seems like it's just a little high. Yeah, I don't think, I don't even think like in the future seven works, I think, or five or seven works. I think three is the absolute sweet spot of getting the pro meets out there. And then, or I mean, pro, pro qualifying meets make sense to me. Yeah. That's where like, Carolina yes, primetime, if that was a pro, like you give out a pro card at the end of Carolina primetime. That meet becomes even better because it's already a great exactly. meet. It's already a great state for powerlifting, and you give out pro cards at the end of it. Boom! You're gonna get, you know, a little bit more to talk about, a little more to look forward to. Mm-hmm. And that's just, uh, I guess, technically a local meet, and that's freaking yeah. insane. Like yeah. the quality and the hype, and how many lifters want to do that meet. Like already, like all my friends in North Carolina are like in a giant group chat, just like, like pestering Marshall about the invites and how, how he's going to do them and all this stuff. Like people want to compete at Carolina primetime and throwing in a pro card again would be freaking sick. Yeah. I think more, I mean, pro qualifying meets actually, I mean, the evidence of that was the Arnold, the Arnold had such a good pro qualifying uh, with the amateur lifters. It was such a good competition mm-hmm. between, you know, Jimmy Villanueva and the other lifters within that day and then Celine Crum also. Like, that was a legit, right. compelling, cool meet, and it wasn't the pro meet. It was the amateur meet. And that at the local yeah. level, it would be a real 
it would be something to watch. It would be something to view. And I think that lifters will be a little bit more uh, open to doing local meets. And I actually think they've always been open to doing local meets. Like, that's how you compete a little bit more frequently is by doing local meets. And if you make mm-hmm. them pro qualifiers, but I don't know. Like, that's – Two White Lights is not the USAPL. Um, and I want to I want to let people know that we we do not we are not the USAPL. So are you sure? Yeah, I'm positive. I mean, if, if we were, there might be some problems when we do you know WRPF and USPA meets. If we were the USAPL, and we've, <laughs> we've done several of those. But yeah, if people on my Q and A, we're not we are not the USAPL. Just uh, right because we have a weird thing where. Apparently they come to us for like 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 the things to get solved. I'm like, guys, we no, we don't have an authority. We're just two two guys hanging out. (laughs) We're two guys who talk about things. So um, we are going to take a quick break from Natalie Richards to talk to you guys about Stoic, ladies and gentlemen. Go to lift.net and get yourself some Stoic gear. I wear Stoic gear in the gym and on the platform because it is the best. It is the best gear I've worn in my powerlifting career. And also, it's affordable, too. Use that promo code ANGELO10 to save yourself some money at checkout. You can get those ever-so-popular knee sleeves, wrist wraps, singlet, the belt, all at a discounted price when you use that promo code ANGELO10. And it's already affordable. Ladies and gentlemen, you are not just paying for the brand logo. You are paying for the quality as well. Stoic is great. The customer testimony has been fantastic. And also, the team is growing a little bit. Uh, Stoic is starting to make a little headways in powerlifting. I love to see it. I love to see Stoic grow. And you should get yourself in some Stoic gear. Remember that promo code, Angelo10. Go to lift.net to get yourself some Stoic gear. And here she is again, Natalie Richards. Uh, let's actually go on to uh, Powerlifting America and IPF Worlds coming up. Like, How much... <laughs> How much of Powerlifting America did you see? And also, like, uh, what is what what are you going to be viewing at Worlds? Because I think a lot of USAPL lifters, in spite of us being at the same time, we're definitely going to be viewing into Worlds to see what you know mm-hmm. what's going on. Right uh, for Powerlifting America, their nationals. I did watch all the days that they had. Um, first day, uneventful. There was like. No battles. Second day, uh, I think it was. Did Jesus go on second or third day? That was the third, was day. third day. Yeah, that was third the third day. day of I it. watched his lifts because those were freaking insane. Like he just went out there and showed out, and that was an awesome performance just to watch. Period. Mm-hmm. Whether he went against Ray or not, I would just tune in to watch him lift with the numbers that he was hitting. Um, it was just. It was. It was okay to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, I know they had Ryan uh, and a few people like commentate. Mm, it was good, I guess. It was just oddly quiet. Uh, <laughs> very different. <laughs> very different. I'll meet where they're blasting every ACDC song they yeah, have on fire. I was actually okay. I was actually okay with ACDC not being at Powerlifting America. They, they, I feel like if they had music, they would have put on like smooth jazz. Like that was the vibe they <laughs> yeah, were freaking ho- <laughs> going uh, for. This hotel, uh, yeah, you know, that's like the yeah, like hotel waiting music, like lobby music, but, um, or yes. elevator music. But, uh, I mean, I think like they're always trying, I think that that's a very IPF type of meet where it was serious. Very yeah, very serious. Um, right. and it's less of a spectacle, more of a perf- yeah, professional showing of powerlifting. Um, because I guess their end goal is to go to, 
or to be on that level of professional like yeah right oh yeah i mean that's that's the conversation i'm having I'm like they're actually putting out a professional product which is kind of like yeah. now because like i said there's such a recency bias in powerlifting where now usapl lifters are looking at powerlifting america and being like oh, okay like they're actually doing a good job here like what they're doing with their current lifters and ipf world is shaping up to be an amazing meet um, it, it will be it, mm-hmm. it, like with all the weight class saving up to be ama- amazing meat. So like, I know a lot of eyebrows are being raised and, you know, USAPL lifters are looking towards that venue now. Um, like, so let me ask you about your future. Would there be a situation where you good, would go the IPF route and try to compete at a world stage, say after, you know, this year or whatever happens with the pro series? Um, I would really have to, I guess kind of plan it out and think about because what their rules are to switch federations or if I have any rules to switch federations over. Um, Cause my end goal currently like long-term is to compete at the grand prix of 2023. Mm-hmm. The only situation where I would really want to go to worlds would just be to go head to head against joy in the 57 class. Okay. But that's like a year and a half away. Yeah. I don't know. I would have to really think about the timeline there and it's a lot to consider because you're going to be traveling. Um, it's a totally different experience. Uh, it is very quiet, a professional event. Um, but if that situation, like if I had the opportunity, maybe I would, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure. For right now, I'm just focused primarily on the Grand Prix and the Pro Series. Yeah, I think all of us are kind of on the same boat within the USAPL. And I think that it actually, with like certain lifters going to PLA and going for the international route, like is in a way good because then it gives other lifters who are fantastic opportunities to win the pro series and get involved in the pro series. And, um, cause they're not going to attract all of them. You know, I'm like, if I don't qualify for mm-hmm. worlds, like oh, I'm going to do USAPL meets cause uh, like, right. Like, like <laughs> um, and then, uh, but you would, you would have to take that year, not suspension. I was told that it's not a suspension from it's Robert. Not. Technically not a suspension. It is. I mean, it's, I mean, it's a better word for suspension. It's being inactive. So you can't do uh, – so if okay. you do USAPL meet um, mm-hmm. or if you do a Powerlifting America meet, like say Nationals, and you do a uh, PLA meet for – or a PLA Nationals, USAPL meet, then try to do PLA again, you could only do a local meet. You oh, won't be able to do okay. it because the they won't take it's – it's, it's the same thing. Like – for the, what the IPF does, or what the IPF used to mm. do, like you would be suspended for a year. You, if you win nationals or compete at nationals, like they won't allow you to compete at the, or they won't allow you to like represent the country, and then right, it'll just probably not have you compete at the national championships, and then you know you'd have to take that year of being inactive from national meets and that. So it was always kind of the rule, but I think a lot of lifters are willing mm. to sacrifice that year of suspension. I guess. I guess uh, that makes sense, uh, especially for the current lifters, like, on the roster. I know, like, Heather Connor and Amanda Lawrence, they just want to go back to continue, like, their titles. Uh, Amanda Lawrence is going for, her, I think, her third title. So it makes yeah. sense that she would do that uh, to go to Worlds and get that title mm-hmm. for the third time versus, like, staying at USAPO. Yeah. Like, I understand, like, their motivation. Yeah, I mean, 47, I mean, actually, 47 kilos is getting to, with Heather Connor's like, situation, it's getting to be really interesting, because I think Tiff is actually moving in as the favorite right now, just based on her, you know, her past meets and what her gym totals are, which is crazy. Like, we, I don't think yes. we would have 
thought we would ever say that, uh, that uh, Heather Cotter is going to be really pushed at the world level, which is happening then domestically, too. You have, you know, Jessica Spaniel, Jessica. On the, uh, yeah, on the, who's able to move up as well. Um, mm-hmm. Is there anything in particular you're going to be looking for at IPF Worlds? Or I mean, we actually can spectate or, like, just view the live stream because I think they're in the morning and we're going to be competing at night, so. Oh, sweet. <laughs> yeah, so in America, um, it actually works out pretty well. There we go. Okay. Um, uh, who's going? I definitely want to see Keiko and Chance. Uh, well, them go. Well, it's Keiko. Well, no. So no, it's Keiko, Chance, Gavin, and uh, Gustav. Oh. So like that's like the craziness of the '93s because it's like I totally forgot Gavin existed. Oh gosh. Ooh, all right. That's gonna be. I'm, I can't make make that. Uh, no, uh, don't quote that. Yeah, we're, we're <laughs> no context. We're quote graphing that and putting it as the highlight of the episode. I forgot Gavin existed. <laughs> And it's uh, just Gavin sitting there like, what the fuck? Like, I, I, did, not, I did not ask for this at all. But <laughs> I forgot because he did, he did the uh, USBI. That's right. Yeah. Right? Um, but I'm going to watch them. I really want to see Turbo Tith and uh, Heather go head-to-head. Mm-hmm. And then I also want to see what the heck Joy is going to total. I really want to see her pull over 500. I think that'd be awesome. Yeah, and I think she has it in her. Uh, do you ever think that, I mean, because you already kind of mentioned it, but that is, is that your dream matchup there as far as head cla- uh, weight class goes is joining and Imani? As of right now, yes. Uh, just because I think, like, period, she is the best 57 in the world. She was the best last year. She's, I think, forecasted to be the best this mm-hmm. year. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, like, she's insane. And she's, like, such, like, like she looks so elegant, like it's so like effortless when she lifts, and I really like it. <laughs> I just like really respect her as a lifter. <laughs> I'd like to go head to head with her eventually, one day, maybe. Is is this something you've been thinking of more so now because you're in the you know elite levels of powerlifting of like focusing more on competition or people in your weight class because it's it's kind of an interesting turn. Like that wasn't always me, but then it turned into that's what I would focus on, like up and comers and people within my weight class. So. Is that something you're viewing more now as a high-level competitor? Um, I think it's always good to understand or to at least know who you're going against um, when you're lifting, just as like a tactical aspect. Like if you need to adjust your third attempts or your openers or whatever you need to Mm -hmm. do to um, get a higher total that day, I think it's good to know. Um, Like obviously going into Carolina primetime, I knew who Celine Crum was. (laughs) We just went head-to-head in South South Carolina, so – like I kind of look around the world and can see like where the lifters are and be like, what the heck? Why are they benching 300? And I'm benching like a hundred. <laughs> this is crazy. Just like comparing it. Yeah, I do do that. And it also like pushes me to try to be better mm-hmm. seeing those uh, other girls numbers. Yeah. So is there anyone in the weight class right now that, you know, that's been standing out to you like within the, uh, within, I mean, I guess I would go 57s and 60s. Um, Mm, let me see. Well, I was about to say uh, Megan Scanlon, but she's going 63s. Oh. But she's had a, a freaking fantastic meet, so I'm excited to see her uh, lift. But Maya Wright, who just kind of exploded at the Arnold, she did awesome. Um, Caitlin Berry, she's going to put up a total for sure uh, at Nationals. She, like her, Celine Crum, um, I think it's Christine. Mm-hmm. I forget her last name, Azar. but she's. Yeah insane uh like it just popped up recently like it is a total toss-up with top five in the 60 class i would say yeah. like there are so many lifters 
who could just flip flop. Yeah, I would say that's that's kind of turned into because I I think sixty threes get a lot of spotlight, and because I mean, all it it was all deserved. You know, Leah Bavois, Kalorgara, Mm -hmm. and um, Sam Calhoun were you know staples of that weight class. Um, but I think now 57s in, in America with the going back to old weight classes, 60s are getting that, like, it's starting to get that push for, like, like big <laughs> yeah. Either people are jumping, like, five kilos to fill out the 67 and a half, or they're just like, <clears throat> okay, we'll just we'll just gain a little bit of weight or drop a little weight to the 60s, and now everyone's, like, pooling here. So I feel like the 60s class is going to be, like, where it's at. Yeah, so how did you think – what were your thoughts on the weight – change uh, or weight class change from the USAPL because I know it affected your weight class a little because that was in that mm-hmm. range you know the 57s through 69s like you're in that range mm-hmm. there of like it really affecting you other weight classes like no it, it really didn't affect a whole ton um, or mm-hmm. it became easier for you but I think you were in that weight class that it did affect so what were your what were your initial thoughts on that I was like oh this is this is surprising. <laughs> I was not <laughs> expecting this. <laughs> um, I mean, were you a fan? Did you not? I'm not care? not a fan. I'm kind of like eh, like I don't care. I would compete as a 57 or I'd compete as a 60. Like I am okay with either or. Oh okay. And like, I do like a tiny water cut for 57. I think I weighed like 56 at the pro or 55.9. I don't know what it was. But something like that. Check that. They definitely yes, have yeah, 56.1. So same thing for Carolina Prime 56.1. Yeah. That's what I thought. So like I lost less than a kilo for that with a small water cut. And I was like, do I really want to keep water cutting and trying to like grow and get heavier like lifts and total? Or do I just want to gain like three kilos and just see where I can put my total at? Mm-hmm. So I decided to just grow. Like what's the point? Like eventually I'm going to go to 60 anyways. Why not just go ahead now and just try to get a freaking insane total. So yeah, I was fine with the, I was fine with the uh, weight class change, like new opportunities. It was good. Okay. Yeah. Cause I, th- I mean, a lot of people were on the fence there, especially if you were 63, like that was something you have to th- either cut or actually go up in weight. Like that say that was, um, that was a challenging thing for a lot of lifters, but like, but if you were anything like a person who was under the weight class, like, okay, whatever. Like, right. <laughs> like we can just gain weight. Like that's usually a, a you know, something that's welcoming. It's like, yeah, gain a yes. little bit of weight here and there, like uh, two to three pounds wouldn't be, you know, the worst thing in the world. No, definitely not. And uh, eh, it'll be okay, especially because we changed instead of the IPF point systems, we're doing the dots now, which I think is a little bit uh, less biased towards weight gain. Right, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know, dude. Like, like if they, I, I'm if pretty they, sure it's better. <laughs> I don't know, because like, people talk to me about formulas, and like, I just stare at them with blank face. Like, I don't know what. I don't know, like, what is good or what is good for certain weight classes. I've I've heard it, that it feels like it's always for the like the middle range. Yeah. It, but it but feel, who knows? It felt like always the same for my weight class because I'm such. I'm like in the middle weight class. Like that's the mm-hmm. middle weight weight class is eighty two and a half and eighty three. That is perfect. Then don't yeah. change. That's yeah, good. Because it's like it, like it felt like <laughs> it felt like IPF points, good lift points, dots and Wilkes didn't really have that much of an effect on like where I was ranked best overall. Like it always go like mm-hmm. one to two down or one to two up. So that that's like a very minuscule thing. But I, you're gonna have to right. talk to like the super light people and the super heavy people. But then their answers are just really 
them finding ways to just say, I want the weight class or I want the formula that benefits my weight class the most. Yeah. It, and then it's they, they classify it with some science or some math formula, but I'm like, no. okay, the other person is going to say the exact opposite of what you just said. So it justifies their weight class. I'm like, okay, like, no, I don't, be- it's, it's a funny thing because they could be telling me factually correct information and I just don't believe it. Lies. Yeah. Complete lies. It benefits you? No, no. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and like, of course you're going to want the thing that benefits your weight class. Like, because I remember when, like, yeah. well, actually, because I, I think I was having this, like, argument, they're like, well, actually, uh, Wilkes is a little bit better of a formula to look at than IPF score. I'm like, that's because we're arguing right now of, you know, we were just like, we're arguing right now of what's better, and then you're saying which one benefits you the most. That's the better one. Yeah, obviously. yeah, the one, the one that benefits you most is the best weight. Is the best formula to decide best overall. So lift. clear. So I can't so wait easy. to see what they come up with next. Is there going to be dots? Maybe we can 2.0? just stick with dots. I hope so. Just stick with one for a little bit. That's fine. Yeah, I, I, because I don't know, but on, like the, uh, the, the one thing that I was mad about was like me finally like telling people dots or like dots and Wilkes and they're in like the same mathematical like number category of like five hundreds. Mm-hmm. Like five hundred right. dots, sick. Five hundred Wilkes, sick. And then when they started doing like IPF score and good lift points, I'm like, no man, now you're fucking up my entire thing because I have like a seven ninety. I don't know what IPF score. And that sounds much better than obviously a five hundred dots, but then there's like a hundred twelve good lift points. That sounds yeah. like shit, man. Like I can't tell. Yeah, people now you the suck. Gym. Yeah, I can't can't tell people like my USPA buddies like my good lift score. I have to do, use Wilkes and Dots because that's what they use. <laughs> Just make fun of you for your incredibly low score. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. They're like, oh, one twelve. That's I. Well, it was fun seeing all the people who signed up for the wrong thing at uh, Arnold's because some people signed up with their IPF score or their good lift points. Because I was like, wow, oh, no. 108 dots points? This guy sucks. And it was really like a 530. <laughs> Freaking trash. Yeah. yeah He's yeah, like was... number like two in the nation with yeah. 115. <laughs> yeah, it was because they put, I'm like, and I guess, I'm like, well, that's what the USAPL has to work overtime on is figuring out the actual dot score of these people because it was oh god, it was funny because I saw people sign up with like 112 dot. It says dot score 112. I'm like, well, they got to change that because that's clearly their good lift points. Because 112 good lift points is like freaking awesome, oh, yeah, it's but like compared to dots, yeah, it's, it's absolute trash. Yeah, it's, 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 <laughs> I don't think I don't even think I don't think you can get 100 dots unless like you're a masters three lifter and who's just lifting the bar the entire time. That's not heard of. 100 dots. That's not that's unexistent. I don't know. You might have just insulted someone with like 100 dots. I don't know. I will be I would be incredibly surprised if a person with 100 dot score is listening to two white lights right now. I would be, you would have to be super hey, deep into sport. Someone call him out. Yeah, I, well, someone... I'm actually, actually going to search this right now. Uh, I mean, goddamn, my co-host, Steve Denovi, definitely has 100, over 100 dots. <laughs> At least 110, you know, right? I mean, he's, yeah, let me see. So, okay, so, yeah, so it's impossible. So my dot it score. It is impossible? No, it, it, it kind of is. My dot score at... A bench only meet that I did in 2017 was 102. So hmm. that's bench only, and that's the least. <laughs> so it would have to be like a master's three lifter or something like, like, like bench in the bar. Yeah, like like lifting like 100 pounds like throughout the thing. Okay. So 
or so someone, it is possible. Yeah, or someone getting it. Yeah, but like the odds of them listening to Two White Lights has to be like zero. Okay. <laughs> right. Like this might that might be the hot take. That might be the hot take of the year. Is if you have a hundred dots, you're probably like you're hundred percent not listening to Two White Lights. That's good. Yes. Because I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure we only only really have a powerlifting dedicated audience. I don't think anyone else is listening to us You're for right. fun. And they're like, yeah, I'm a casual powerlifting fan. I don't think I don't, I don't hey, think that it exists. can happen. Keep believing. <laughs> yeah, I, that would that would be a sign that we've we've made it. Pardon the interruption. We are going to take a quick break from our interview to talk to you guys about Freshly. Powerlifters eat healthier. That's all I can really say. Some of you don't eat healthy. Actually, a lot of you don't eat healthy. A pre-workout meal of gummy worms and Gatorade and a Monster Energy drink is not good. I actually have a whole meal of food that's full of nutrients and micro and macronutrients as well. Go to Freshly.com and use promo code ANGE, just A-N-G-A-F-F, to save yourself some money. You can save up to $45 for some pre-made meals. They're macro-friendly, they're healthy, they're delicious, and they ship nationwide as well. So it doesn't matter where you are at in this great country, you can get yourself some Freshly meals, and you can save some money using that promo code ANGE, A-F-F. I'm telling you. Nutrition is important. Eating healthy is important. And maybe the reason why that RP9 turned in or an RP7 turned into an RP9 is because the gummy worms you ate prior to the gym wasn't a good meal choice. So actually have some meals of food, powerlifters. Use that promo code and, and AFF at Freshly.com to save yourself some money. And here is Natalie Richards. Yeah. All right. Well, I like asking this one. What is your least favorite thing or least favorite trend you see in powerlifting? Oh, <laughs> my least. Okay. Okay. This is, my, called, my first this is also called headline grab. You're going to hurt someone's feelings <laughs> here, and then we take it and then use a quote graphic to get more. Okay, close. real quick. The, the wheeze haircut trash stop it oh stop it i hate it (laughs) turn it shut it down so do you so do you not like the originator of it or just the the copy of it so say if one person had that haircut okay so if wheeze has this haircut yeah that's fine (laughs) let him live his life the twenty thousand teenage (laughs) boys on instagram with the same haircut the chain in the mouth no, stop. <laughs> Do better. <laughs> Get your own personality, please. That's a good way. That that's is a good way so of putting annoying. That. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Getting your own personality. The chain and mouth thing, I've never liked. I, I like Weez's hairstyle. I guess like, Russ started that. I yeah, guess Russ was the OG. I never, with that, and I though. never liked it when he did it because I don't know what it is about it. That I just don't like, and it's funny interviewing him about it. And he's just like, "Yeah, I, I did it because my chain like makes noise." Because like when he when he moves, how do you around, hear it? You have headphones on. I don't know. He said it bothers. He said it moves around. It makes noise and it bothers him. So it's like that's why I, I take put it his off. Mouth. But it's the same. That's a good point. You got. I mean, I that's it's the aesthetic part. Because I'm like, if I got this cool ass chain, I'm not gonna put it in my mouth. I want everyone to see my cool ass chain. Well, they'll see it more because it's highlighted. Because they're like, what the no, hell is but, in this man's mouth? Yeah, but like, <laughs> if I'm walking the street and. I have a cool ass can on. It's like me in my mouth. Of course, it'll make it more uh, like visually there if it was in my mouth. But I want it still on my neck and visible for everyone. I mean, I wear it outside the shirt so everyone can see it. I'm, I like the yeah, chain. yeah. I don't want it in my mouth. So I'm like, you're you're not getting the full experience of my cool chain. 
That is true. That is true. But that trend uh, eventually will stop. I don't know when, but I hope it does. Ooh, it, uh, I don't know about that. People have been doing it since 2016. Another trend will take its place. <laughs> we'll start with like hats or fedoras or something super weird. I don't I, know. <laughs> I really hope I don't see a fedora trend ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, so you can in, start it. Not, you can be an impersonator. Not in powerlifting, in society. I hope I, <laughs> I hope we don't see a big fedora trend gonna happen. Uh, I guess the other big thing that's always on uh, Ryan King of the Lifts will repost it. A lot of lifters because it's like popular is just super dark lighting, so you don't know what's happening in the video. Mm-hmm. And then they're just str- like deadlifting with a deadlift bar, straps, up. sweatpants, and just doing like oh. pound plates that are hanging off the edge. You know what I'm talking about? You're talking about clout lifting. Strap. You're talking about yeah, clout lifting. Yeah, that's you're what the word about, is. <laughs> yeah, you're, I mean, that's that's a perfect one. Of my, I mean, that's pretty much – if we could insult Wheeze and clout lifters in one episode, it's a perfect episode for me. Damn it. <laughs> so, Wheeze is going to be like, who is this girl? I've never heard of her. Why is she uh, insulting my haircut? So why is she talking that way to me, bro? And so that's exactly <laughs> would be – I don't – I don't know. It's it's a cool haircut, and I do the chain in my mouth. It's but uh, yeah, that's my that's my that's uh, the segment called my Wee's impersonation. But mm. he doesn't say Big Bro anymore. Actually, he's actually stopped saying that. He used to call everyone Big Bro, um, but mm. yeah, that stopped. He's like, I, no, now it's I like that. He says I like All right. that a lot. But yeah, that's slightly worse. But okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but the cloud. Yeah, and uh, yeah, again, if you can insult both those in one episode, it's it's a win for us. Uh, yeah, the cloud lifting part. Yeah, it's uh, fuck. It's it's something that probably shouldn't upset me, but it does. Cloud lifting upsets me more than anything, and it I think shouldn't. It's the, it's the most childish thing disrespect. To be. Right. It's the disrespect for the other lifters in the gym for the plates that are being smashed into the floor. Because mm-hmm. some of these people don't even use mats or they'll bring a homemade carpet, which is its oh, own God. story. Or, yeah. Again, that's the, other trend. that's the other trend that like I could speak from experience. The carpet on bench makes sense to me. Because sometimes yeah, those floors trippy. get a little bit slippy, especially in like the horse stall mats. Especially when it's humid, it can get mm-hmm. a little bit. Even though I'm like, eh, okay, it's fine for me. Um, granted, I get. I mean, I don't have. Maybe that's it. I just don't have good leg drive. That would explain a lot on my bench press. Um, but the the deadlift on carpet guys. I'm like, guys, how is your how are your feet slipping on? Horse stall mats. Is that why they use it? Feet, feet foot slippage? Because it's impo- You cannot have foot slippage on horse stall mats on deadlifts. I don't know. I, I didn't even know this was a thing until I saw like the Instagram or TikTok, like making fun of people who brought carpet to the gym. I thought mm. it was a joke. Like yeah. no one did this, but then well, I thought it was real. Yeah. Well, again, I seen I, now there's carpet at a lot of gyms now. And for bench again, I'm going to say bench. It does make sense. Bench is fine. Because mm-hmm. I mean, we have a lot of foot slippage problems at nationals and, uh, and other, mm-hmm. other big meets. And I know IPF worlds with the Alico carpets, they have some, you know, some not mm. some, some issues with that, but the on deadlift, I'm like, guys, I, I don't understand it. It doesn't make any sense to me. Horse stall mats are good for deadlifts. Also, you're spending like $70 on these fucking slippers that are branded as you don't slip in them. What's the carpet for then? So why? Yeah. yeah so what's like the point? We, we're getting like the most 
gripped water shoe and you know these Japanese shoes to to deadlift in. <laughs> I and I I don't think they made them for carpet. I think they made them for your. Typical... I love getting my water shoes for deadlifts. <laughs> yeah, that's what they are. They're all water shoes. They they are. They're all they're all water shoes. Like it, it, like they brand it as something else, but it's 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 a water shoe. Go on Alibaba and they're, they're water shoes. <laughs> Life hack. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> get water shoes for deadlifts. Yeah, or I mean, uh, uh, the Japanese industrial slippers for bench press. Those were I lost my pair and I need to find them again because those were like, those were goaded, grippy. Uh, oh yeah, goaded. I mean, and they're not used for de- obviously they're used for like people who work in industrial centers and like they needed to like on surfaces like get a weird mm-hmm. like angle to like carry stuff up. So a gripped shoe would really help them. So of course it'll hmm. work for us who are just fucking deadlifting. Right. Yeah. And right. Well, I'll say uh, I looked at a gym where there's it's just the floor. Like there's no special mats. There's hmm. no special um, like platform. And I have never had one issue at all deadlifting in my normal shoes, sumo or conventional on that floor. And that is great. That is all you need. You don't need a carpet. Yeah. I I did witness someone at Surge put carpet on top of carpet, and I almost pissed myself. That's big brain right there. I almost, I was like, what is happening here? I'm like, you're on the carpet platform, and you put carpet over that carpet. Like, I, by the way, like, you're not going to get that in competition, but, like, the carpet you're getting is the competition-grade carpet. Like, that's why they put it there, and you're putting carpet over that. It's, it was the most amazing thing I've ever seen in my life. I was both. Wouldn't the carpet? Wouldn't the carpet slip on the carpet? Well, it's like the it's like one of those uh, carpets of like almost like a mat, like a welcome home mat. So oh, you get that oh. in there. So yeah, it's like it's like it's it's like a little carpet strip. Uh, it's a rug almost. Mm. And but still, I'm like, this is defeating the entire purpose of the carpet platform. And I was both pissed off and amazed at the same time. It was a very strange emotions oh. I was going through when I witnessed it. I'm like, you better stop doing that. Stop oh. it. <laughs> stop it immediately. Yeah. Uh, oh. All right. Is that it then? The, uh, I mean, yeah. The, and also just going back to what you said about deadlifting with straps in the pound place and the deadlift bar with the whole clout lifting thing. So it's disrespectful mm-hmm. to the gym goers. The mm-hmm. reason why I hate it so much, it's so disrespectful to powerlifting. Yeah, because people try to tell me the people try to tell me like, no, 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 it's good because they're getting, you know, on TikTok and like, no, because then I have this Mm. fucking guy at the gym telling me how he saw this guy deadlift a thousand pounds and he's 90 Mm -hmm. kilos. I'm like, no, he didn't. He very well did. And then then you have to explain to them the straps, the deadlift bar, the pound plates. And then it turns into like you sounding really bitter. And you're, and but you're grumpy, just, you're, grumpy old man. Yeah, you're angry at the world. Yeah, it's like, but you're just trying to explain, like, no, it, like, no, like, there's other people who are better than him. And then you're trying to tell, him, like, he cannot deadlift as much as me. He says thousand pound right. deadlift, but he cannot deadlift as much as you know people who are he. Like, I, I think he won't deadlift over seven hundred pounds. Some of these he couldn't hold it exactly. Right? Some of these like, seven hundred pound deadlifters who are doing straps in the pound place, they cannot deadlift seven hundred pounds or a thousand pound pullers or nine hundred pound pullers. Like, they can't deadlift seven hundred pounds. Mm-hmm. That's a no. huge disparity. <laughs> and I don't want to call anyone out by name, but there's like one guy who will always do this crap on Instagram, and then he competes USPA, 
and he'll miss like two deadlifts and he'll just look at his fingers like, oh, what the F? My hook grip failed. Oh, I know. Crazy. I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, yeah. And he, uh, <laughs> and he blames it on grip and it's like the grip is not the problem. Like in this circumstance, it's most definitely your problem. And also the leverages that you get from the straps and the leverages you get from. It's different. Yeah. It's. That's why a lot, I mean, there's certain people who like work well with the straps, but you could tell that they work well with the straps. Like, uh, Sean, like his, like yeah, he'll it makes, it totally makes sense or whatever. It. it makes sense. But that's because he, he looks. one, he tightens the strap. So they're not like loose and giving you five extra inches yeah. of range of motion. He like really tightens them. Does nice clean pool kilos. Like that's yeah. how you use straps. It, not, it, not, it, it, it makes sense for hook grip pullers. I get that. And I was always like, yeah, if you're a mm-hmm. hook grip puller, I get the use of straps. Um, the only guy who's mixed grip who uses straps well is David Wilson. He's like... Oh, but he's David Wilson. Yeah, exactly. He's the best. Yeah, he's awesome. And I, well, he, I'm like, when, he had, when I had him on the podcast, like, well, you kind of like, because I hate straps so much, like, you're the one who debunks all of it, like, because you're a mixed grip puller who does straps, and it seems to really help you on your pulls. So, <laughs> all right, whatever. Like, you win this one. Um but yeah, he would be the only one I would see. But you could tell like he does it with a purpose. He's like, mm-hmm. he does it with the pound plate. He does it with the you know the twenty kilo bar and the kilo plates, mm-hmm. and also like he use doesn't use like the figure eight straps. That those are the worst. Yeah, those those yeah. Those, those will completely uh, take you out of like a deadlift leverage mode, and then the same thing with your grip too. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's yeah, yeah, there's certain things with straps I don't like, and uh, but clout lifting itself is just like it is. It is to me the worst thing in powerlifting. Yeah, I would agree with that. Just because one, it's not actually like what powerlifting is, and two, it's just like disrespectful to people around you and the gym owner who dropped like thousands for this equipment that you are currently trashing <laughs> by breaking into the floor. <laughs> yeah, well, and then uh, I, I even on top of that, like. Uh, for it's like it's something I can't even bitch about. Then I because then he turned like uh, like at least if I could complain about this and people would listen to my complaints, it would be cool. But then if I get into an argument and I like over Instagram and TikTok over someone, I just sound like a dick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, can't really say it on one of those platforms. <laughs> just gotta keep it to yourself. Like, oh, this guy is he's so triggered, and I'm like, I you're right, I am triggered. I hate that the person did that. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree. So we're approaching the hour mark. All right, one last interruption to make sure to remind you guys to subscribe to Two White Lights, leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star rating on Spotify, leave a review as well. We were talking about the idea of potentially reading some reviews. If you guys want to say something funny or get a joke on the air or whatever, say something disparaging or complimentary towards Stephen Denovi and I, We'll read it. As long as you give a five-star review, those are important to Two White Lights. And we also thank you all for your support. Two White Lights has grown so much throughout the years, especially this past year. And we have you, the listeners, to thank. So keep those reviews coming. Keep those subscriptions coming. Also, subscribe on twowhitelights.com. We're also working on getting our merchandise there. But those of you who want merchandise still, you can go to leftlabros.com. You can get some Two White Lights apparel there. So make sure you are subscribing on twowhitelights.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Leave five-star rating reviews on all of them. And if you want some merchandise, go to leftlarbros.com and check out the Two White Lights collection. And here's some more Natalie Richards. We are going to get into our lifter rating. So, lifter rating, 
people just listening or first-time listener of a listener rating, we do 1 to 99, squat, bench, and deadlift, and after that, we get your um, lifter rating. So we divide all those by three, very similar to Madden football games or 2K football game or 2, 2K basketball, um, getting your almost like a video game rating. So Natalie Richards on squat, what do you rate yourself 1 to 99? Hmm. Uh, this is tough. I had a great squat in the juniors. I have the AR for that, mm-hmm. but then in the open, I feel like it's like, eh, it's okay. It's good. I guess I would probably give myself like a 90. Okay. Really? I guess. Is that too high? I don't <laughs> honestly, I don't know. This is where Steve really helps with everything. Um, but I don't, think it's too high not 90 you are one of the best female lifters in the world so your numbers are going to be in the 90s probably okay do you know where you're ranked as far as like the world goes as far as squats i can look it up well i i I won't i i I won't like i won't make you do that i will uh i'll try i'll go all fully tested males you're two currently Oh, who Wait, am hold I on, no, 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 you're, no, I'm not on, uh, you know, you're two on dots, my mistake. You oh, are, okay, say. you're in top 10. Yeah, that would make sense. A night, like, if you're world ranked top 10 all years, that would be, that would equate to me to a 90 squad. All right, perfect, Ben. 90, final yeah. answer. <laughs> all right, perfect. We got 90 for squad. How about bench? <laughs> oh, bench is absolute trash. Hmm. Uh, I don't know, because there are people who bench in my weight class, either they bench 120, or they bench 90, or they bench 80, and I'm, like, between 90 and the mid-range, so, yeah. about, like, 87, 86. I, to, for, for me, on bench press, this is, like, the most difficult one, because, like, bench is all over the place, with, um... yeah. With, like, some of these things that I'm seeing, like, I know if you go on open powerlifting, like, a lot of these are, like, single lift bench press. Um, that makes things different, you know? If you're, if you're doing a – if <laughs> yes. you're doing, like, a single lift, like, it does make things a little bit different. So, uh, it's, it's – it's, it's hard to tell. I would, I would probably go, like, 86, just to be safe. 86, then. <laughs> We'll do that. Yeah, and Caitlin Barry is actually up there with. Uh... Oh man, does she have the second time bench for fifty-seven? Jesus Christ, she does crazy bench. Yeah, that's crazy. Damn. Wow. Yeah, she does one hundred three. Wait, one hundred sixteen and a half. Caitlin? It should be one. Yeah, it, or one twenty or something. She's something crazy at Arnold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. How about deadlift? So we have eighty, ninety, eighty-six, and deadlift now. Uh, dead. Lift definitely my best lift. Uh, I have the open and your. I think I'm behind. And on to deadlifts. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen, we had a little bit of a technical difficulty. So if you got a little bit of choppiness there of Natalie Richards giving her bench uh, rating, who cares? It's bench. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, how about deadlift? Uh, deadlift, uh, definitely my best lift. Uh, Number one in the U.S., I think I'm just behind Joy, so maybe like 96, 97? I was, I was going to say 96. 96, 96 then? or 97, okay. yeah. That's what I would put you at. So, all right, let's do some math here. We had a 90 bench, 
Or 90 squat, 90 squat, 90 squat 80, 86 yeah. bench. My mistake, my mistake. 96 by 3. That'll put you at, I believe, a 90 overall. That's good. I'll, I'll take I it. Always, <laughs> I always wanted to wait on that, like, to see the reaction of lifters when I give them math. <laughs> <laughs> you broke down the yeah, numbers like for I, me, I, and I think it's... Good. <laughs> I broke it down, and I mean, I'll actually, I think we're going to round up to 91 because it's 90.6. So All right. usually that what we give the air of uh, uh, for the lifter there, you know, we just mark it up one more. So 91 overall, you were in elite category with the 90 overall lifters that have appeared on two white lights. There's not as much as people think. I will take this with the highest honor. Thank Good. You. It is your, it is possibly the... Highest accolade you have as a powerlifter. I would agree. I would agree with that statement. I, I mean, I John Hack, I believe, said it's his highest accolade, getting a 99 lifter overall rating in his career. As I it should be. I, be. I agree. Could be misquoting him. Could I don't have the quote in front of me, but I think he said that on his episode. I, I probably sounds yeah. like him. Yeah, he say yeah he, he would uh, he would say something like that. But uh, yeah. yeah, all right, ninety one overall. Very happy for our lifter rating to be uh, to be back on the page with Natalie Richards. And thank you for coming on the podcast. Oh heck yeah! Thank you for having me. It was tons of fun. Do you want to hurt anyone's feelings on your way out, or do you have a hot? I think take? I've heard enough. Yeah. Do you want to hot take <laughs> it at right at the end here, or and just leave and just drop the mic and. I should do that from now on. Like, say something really controversial, then turn off your <laughs> webcam, and then, and then exit Zoom. Just close out the application. Uh, no, I think I've said enough about clout lifters and poor Weez's haircut, which is fine. It's just the copycats. <laughs> it's fine. That's gonna be the, <laughs> I don't want to hurt anyone else. <laughs> that is going to be the quote. Now, the quote graphic would be, get your own personality. <laughs> that, that's actually a good quote graphic. Oh, there we go then i'm glad <laughs> we can use that yeah. well um all right again thank you for coming on two white lights i'll see you in what six weeks i don't know how long we are i don't know either i've it's seven weeks yeah something like not that. sure in something june. like that yeah I'll see you sometime in june and That's i think i might fun. be i think i might be commentating your day what day do you compete Thursday. It's the I will, I will not be commentating your meet. I lied to you. <laughs> <laughs> I we got the schedule fi- figured out, and I will not be commentating all Thursday. Dang. All right. Well. Yeah, we have a good commentator crew. We got a, we got a solid commentary crew. Uh, you know, going to be doing the prime time session, and it's going to be great watching it. Your first nationals, <laughs> second prime time event, though technically. <laughs> I'm very excited. <laughs> I'm excited to finally do freaking nationals. So. Mm-hmm. Good things. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Natalie Richards. Good luck with everything. Uh, definitely want to have you on again sometime. And that'll do it for this episode of Two White Lights. See you guys, I think, this week with another female lifter. To be determined, though. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>